Hello and welcome to the SC Halfback Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky. Welcome to the first of our off-season team send-offs. We're looking back, quick podcast, looking at the season that was in the NRL sense for each team, bit of a press conference. And I have to start from the bottom of the ladder. So we start with the West Tigers, the Wooden Spooners. I am your number seven, Luke Brooks. My number six is with me, Will Smith. How are you, Nom? Will Smith is that who they finished off with in the in the final? Pretty sure, pretty sure he was there at the end. I know, I know they oh. rotated a few, but yeah, obviously that kind of shows you how bleak the season was if Will Smith was starting games at the end of the year. But Nom, pick pitcher. What's the first thing you think of when you think of the twenty twenty three West Tigers Super Coach season? Ooh. I actually think of two shining lights. Okay, well, shining like- lights. You're starting positive. I like it. Yeah, I'm saying positive. Um, I'll think of Jareen Buller. Yeah, of course. When we first heard of him, I mean, you know, I think this was after they had dropped Dane Laurie. I can't remember that had someone else going. Yeah, I think Staines, Staines had to go at the fullback for a minute. Yeah, Staines had to go. But uh, Jareen Buller, I'd say he's a shining light. I mean, he's young. He's He looks energetic. He Great super coach output. Um, and the other one... Who I'm actually surprised um actually naming is um is Appy Coruscant. Okay, we got uh, two. Um, I like this. I like this. We're in unison here. Yeah, yeah. Appy Coruscant. I mean, he's I think a lot of us sort of raised an eyebrow when you know he was announced as captain at the beginning of the year. Um, you know, what's his super coach output gonna look like? But to his credit, I mean he's done he's pretty much you know taken this team on his back, you know, admittedly to a wood spoon, but um, the attack, he is the focal point of the attack. And um, between Jerome Buller and Appy Coruscant, I think, yeah, a lot of the attacking points did come from one of these two. Yeah, they're my two shining lights. Jerome Buller, does it surprise you he played 18 games? For some reason, I just thought he came on in like round 13, round 14. He played 18 games this year. It's it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. An average of 57 for, you know, that team was well beaten on most weeks. And he really had a dig. So I think Jareen Bull is one of these guys we look at next year where he's going to be that real value. If you miss out on all the star fullbacks, I'll be very happy to get Jareen Bull late in the draft. And Abby Coruscant, like you said, once you left the Panthers, are you one of these guys who just drop off? But when you look at it, finished with a 56 average. You know, he played Origin in the middle of the season there. So, you know, th- there's real signs that he's going to be around the 55 to 60 mark. So I'm definitely with you there. That's the two shining lights. But you got to give me some negatives, mate, because that's where I thought you would lead. Let me let me throw one out. And it's only a player that didn't finish the season. It's my boy, Adam Dewey. Only got six mm-hmm. games in, uh, injured. He's going to be out for all of next year. We were all riding him like crazy in the offseason. Drafted first round in our league, I'm sure, and many others. Very unfortunate because that was pretty much the, that was the death knell of the season, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, he did start off with a bang. He got oh, like an 80 or 90, and he almost... I was versing him that that first round, mm, actually, yeah. and uh, almost pipped me. He was the last game of the round. But, um, yeah, we all had high hopes from him. He was coming back from um, the, another ACL injury, I think. Um, and, yeah, unfortunately, um, yeah, he, I guess got stung with another and um yeah i think that was pretty much their season after that yeah let's look so obviously he let's he's an exception we've got to take him out some fallen guns and there are some there are quite a few fallen guns in this category so obviously look no further than isaiah papali'i 
averaging in the 70s, I think it was, for the last couple of seasons with the Parramatta Eels, uh, 55. Mm. Doesn't that sound low for Isaiah Papali? He obviously um, just never really got going. Not one century, didn't turn up once. I'm just looking at his actual highest score, Nob, 82. Didn't even crack 85. One of those guys that, you know, you just thought the base was going to be there. And you look, he finished the season from round uh, 20, 72, 59, 56, 45, 60, 66, 50. Just never got going. Never had that game where he knocked over two tries. And, yeah, just really unfortunate because I know he would have got drafted very high in a lot of leagues. But I think it's a caution tale. If you go from a really, really good super coach side, uh, attacking side like Paramount Eels, and then go to probably the worst in the West Tigers, you know, not even the greats like Isaiah probably will uh, withstand a 20-point drop-off there. Yeah, that's right. I think a lot of people, you know, had him penned as, you know, one of their top two, really. Um, two RFs, he's, he was shitting pretty much, shitting out 70s and 80s the past two seasons prior to coming to the West Tigers. And, um, yeah, no one saw a 55 coming out of him. Um, he just, yeah, never really just got out of, like, a second gear, really. He um, yeah, scored a few tries. Well, actually, no, I take that back. He scored two tries. Crazy. Um, got 56 with the try once. Um, they were yeah, feeding just... him, too. That was the crazy thing. They were feeding him. It wasn't like he was just getting starved a ball out there. They were feeding him and just, for whatever reason, it never clicked. But there's two more guys I want to talk about in the fallen gun because I think... Isaiah Papali is one of those guys, he's still going to go high and drop because of the name and, you know, there's a chance he's still young. There's two guys I want to mention that were premium super coach players that I think this was the last time. And it actually surprised me if both get drafted next year. So the first one is David Clemmer, finished with a bang on 50, just under 51. Uh, in an average player with 24 games, but that Clemmer of Bulldogs Newcastle is definitely gone, I think it's fair to say. But the other guy, and we started drafting five, six years ago, this was the gun CTW. My boy David Norfoluma, a 45, only played the 17 games. Looks like a shell of himself. Let's not forget what Brian Toto and Greg Marzu is doing now. That was David Norfoluma four years ago. It was the base of a 50 with a try to 90. And now, you know, he was, he just never got going. Like you look at his scores, like he did get, there was one score of 101 against the Dragons. Other than that, the next highest was a 71. And for someone like uh, Noffa, who we knew got through a ton of work, this is a crazy stat for you. This is a crazy stat for you. By round 26, he was only selected in 36% of draft leagues. That's insane. This is a this is a gun CTW that played years and years to be finished with 36% of teams go, uh, only having him is crazy. Yeah, now this is definitely a uh, a fourth from grace because David Nofaluma, he he was Brian Tall before Brian Tall. He had that you know massive season where he was wing of the year. He was you know being talked about for Blues, uh, Blues reps. He, I think he was one of the equal or up there with try scorers and just the base. I mean, I think he was his base was pumping out 40s if not even 50s he was just taking like you know 20 runs a game um but yeah he i think he got dropped at one point this season yeah. um yeah just being a shell of himself yeah it's crazy because you know he was one of those guys that just you know locked in i remember there was one season i picked him in the third round and i was like yep that's sweet as he'll get me my base on but now like i said I can't imagine he gets drafted because I'm not even sure if he makes his team next year. That's the crazy thing. You know, you've got guys like Junior Tupu, Charlie Sainsbury coming back next year. So 
it'll be a big one to watch. Now, one more player to talk about in focus before we get to our bit of awards here. So the big off-season recruit this year, besides Isaiah Papali and Apisai Coruscant, was Johnny Bettman, the big Englishman coming back over. Uh, and there was a lot of guys tugging him. I was obviously one of them. I drafted him, I believe, around six. Um, again, one of those guys that when you look at his season as a whole, played 20 rounds, averaged a 60, you know, couple of really good scores in there. There was a ton. There was a... I believe there was an 88, there was a 95. So had good upside, but it was just, I don't know. He, got, he kept getting 80 minutes. He was playing an edge, he was playing lock. Just never, like, you look at that season, 61, you think it's a good season, but just something was lacking. Yeah, look, not not bad. You know, he I think he, he was top averaging for the West Tigers, um, but not probably a bit less than what you would have expected. Expected. Um, he was coming. You know, when he was at the the Raiders, he was um, he was like second row of the year. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what he was averaging before he left. I want I want to say he was like mid seventies. So he was averaging in two thousand and nineteen, his first season. Yeah. Played twenty games for a seventy two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then obviously in round uh, two thousand in season two thousand twenty, only played the eight games, but a seventy as well. So he went yeah. basically back to back seventy seventy. It's only a 10-point drop in the, worst yeah, team the comp, in, the, in the worst team of the comp. So, you know, if, you, if they do improve next year, there's up and some upside. But, yeah, for, for what it was tipped to be, I guess the whole season rests on Adam Dewey getting injured early. But, yeah, I think, would you give him the MVP of the, would you say the Supercoach MVP of the Tigers season was Dream Bateman or would you go a Dream Puller there and, you know, just for what he did coming in as a rookie going basically 57 I think I think I would have to say Jareen Bullock just because of the value you would have got from Jareen Bullock. He would have been, you know, a, a sort of free agent waiver at best. Um, and, you know, to pump out an average of you know, 57 for a hard-to-fill spot, I mean, I'd take that any day of the week. Um, John Bateman, I think you would have had to go maybe, I want to say, third or fourth round for him. So yeah. to get 60, it's... It's okay, but um, I think you would have wanted a bit more. So I think MVP, I'd go through Bullock, rookie slash MVP year. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. You know, you think about him. Obviously, played the 18 games, first season in grade. Imagine he's gonna have a full off season next year, knowing that he will be the guy. There's already a multi million dollar offer on the table for him to secure his services. Very high on Dream Bullock next year, and you know that's the great thing about Supercoach next year and sort of the fullback spot. So many guns. But that, you know, next level of, you know, your Will Kennedys, your Dream Bullers, these type of guys that will fall late in drafts if you miss them. I, I'm actually very excited to own Dream Buller next year. Even if I take a big fullback, uh, I would even park Dream Buller on my bench as my backup if I need to because he's someone who didn't get owned this year. Uh, I was able to ride that classic wave a little bit, which was really fun. But, uh, yeah, definitely want to go on the uh, Dream the Dream train next year. What are your closing thoughts, Nom? Obviously, the Tigers will do our full preseason review as we get into much more later in the offseason. Some signings happen, some, you know, any injuries in training. Just heading out of the 2023 season, are you optimistic of owning any Tigers next year? Do you think there is a quick turnaround here with Benji as the coach? Or do you think it'll be a lot more of this year? Look, this is a second wooden spoon in a row now, second. I think. 
I think you'd be have to. I think you'd have to be a brave man to think they wouldn't. Oh, I, I think they'll still be bottom four, unfortunately, next year. I don't see any. They're losing Luke Brooks. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who they're gaining. Um, they're getting Aiden, Aiden Caesar, who, you know, from a sure. super coach sense, I don't mind Aiden Caesar, especially if he's goal kicking. You know, he's someone who, you know, is very plays very direct and gets the ball to where it needs to be. But like you said, I think you're a brave man. Not only are they going to finish bottom four, I think they are the favourites right now for a third straight spoon. I don't see who is probably below them because I would have said the Dragons, but I actually kind of like Shane Flanagan going there. He's a winning coach. So, um, you know, that's going to be its own storyline. So, look, there are some individual players. I'll leave it with this. There's going to be some individual guys next year I'm keen on. I'm keen on Dream Buller. I'm keen on a discount price Isaiah Papali'i. I'm keen on a guy like Junior Tupu getting a full off-season. Stefano Oitikamanu getting a full off-season knowing that these are the guys. There are going to be some value. Just like the Dolphins were this year for the value and the Warriors, the Tigers, you won't have to go very early on these guys. You know, Papali'i now has gone from first, second round. Right now, I think I'm what do you mean, around six or seven. You know, these are guys that they're discounted now. So I think that's where I'm kind of leaning right now, end of 2023. I'm looking at what value can we get from the Tigers because I think they're going to have another poor season next year unless things turn around. But that always means that the guys will fall in drafts. You can grab them late and you can get some value. Yeah, 100%. Like you said, I think value is the key word here. Um, with these Tigers, you know, wooden spooners, people aren't going to expect much of them in attack. So similar to the Dolphins, who knows, you might... Find a diamond rough like uh, Jermaine Asako was this year. 100%. Well, no, I'm going to leave it there. That is the first season send-off. The West Tigers are gone. They are in Bali enjoying the off-season, getting ready for their comp. We come back with the Dragons next week. So thank you for coming back with me. Always a pleasure, mate. Thanks and for thank you, me. everyone, for listening. Have a great day, and we'll hear from you soon. Cheers.